Hello, everybody. It's me, Noelle. Um, I'm just here to tell you the audio in this episode is a little bit rough. Uh, we recorded remotely for the first time when we recorded this, um, at least the first time in a long time. And actually, it might be maybe the first time ever that we've all been remote from each other. <laughs> Usually we have at least a couple of people in the same room. Uh, you know what? It's a learning curve and stuff happens. The majority of it is OK, but there's some rough spots. Uh, just so you're aware. Uh, anyway, enjoy the episode. Do you guys know what I can't fucking mm. stand? Tell me. Charmin toilet paper commercials with the stupid fucking bears that wipe their asses. We all hate those. I literally, like, I I have, like, a visceral reaction to those. Like, I feel like, like, I, I feel like my body is, like, collapsing in on itself like a dying star. Same. It's terrible. Oh, my God. I, um... <laughs> I learned recently Charmin facts that I I wish I didn't know. Mm. Charmin facts. So apparently there are not two families of or three families of bears. You know, there's the bears show up as blue or red or brown, depending on their context. Mm -hmm. Those are all the same bears. They're just color changing, I guess. Oh, they're like the, the soft ones are blue and the red ones are strong, but they're all the same bears. That makes me feel better, though, because at least now I know it's just that one weird fucked up family. It's not like there's a whole <laughs> yeah. like subspecies of it's bears true. that are just sick ass perverts. The, the thing about it is they tried to make it less creepy by making it bears. But like if they made the Charmin Ultra commercials, but they just made them with just like live action humans, oh I would be like, this is my most favorite series Honestly, of commercials of all right? time. Yeah. How do I know that Charmin works if I can't see actual human poop being wiped away from an actual human ass? You're so like, right. I don't. You're I can't so trust right. that otherwise. We really need X-rated Charmin commercials. (laughs) You guys, have you ever had a conversation with your parents about the toilet paper that you're using? No. Yes. Mm. Many times. No. No. Uh Oh. Just Noelle. (laughs) Noelle, I remember specifically having a conversation with you one time about how, like, being raised in, like, a Christian church and, like, going to Christian, like summer camps like instilled the best form of potty humor in us that it's was really possible true. because like oh, it's really true yeah because like there's no other form of like acceptable joke it's like yeah like you <laughs> exactly like you can't you can't make like a sex joke so like yeah. it always comes back to like a poop yeah so, like i knew like about just horrid details about every cabin member very aware of the poops yeah <laughs> just things things wow. you'd never expect to hear or see mm-hmm. The one time I went to a Christian summer camp, um, there all the camp counselors had to dress up in ridiculous outfits to clean the biffies. Ew, um, and what? it was like a whole spectacle of like the camp yes. counselors were, I think they call them like the biffy gnomes. God bless. And so like occasionally in the early morning, you would see teenagers in like ridiculous costumes what? with plungers and toilet paper on them. Like running through the camp because they wanted to God get it done as soon bless. as possible. Okay, that is exactly what, what I'm talking about. Okay, <laughs> I'm horrified. This sounds oh. like some sort of weird, fucked up, like, role play scenario. There's a lot of role playing. Some sick freak who's in charge of the, the Christian camp is like, I want all those teenagers to dress up as little gnomes and have to clean shit. <laughs> Hannah? And I want you to know that at my summer camp, they literally took us out in the middle of the night, made us wear all black clothing, and then made us fight each other to the death. They had to stop because one girl accidentally poked her whole fucking eyeball out with a stick because she ran into a tree because she couldn't see anything. They turned all of the lights off. Like, all of the camp lights were turned off. So that reminds me, when I was in sixth grade, we did this winter camp. 
What is there to say? What is there That's to say? how it is. I, I didn't... I, I want to tell about my horrifying summer <laughs> camp games, except it was a winter camp game. It was in January in Minnesota. They took mm. us up to this camp up north, my whole sixth grade class. Oh, we did that was too. It, wait, Kat, was it Wolfridge? It was Wolfridge. I went to Wolfridge too. Oh, yeah, same, I same. Wolfridge. It was great. Um, so we, uh, as one of the, the games, they took all of us out into the woods at night. Um, and they said, all right, sixth graders, you all clearly have good well-developed senses of cause and effect and consequences. So we're going to put you all out here in the woods at night and half of you are going to be owls and the other half are going to be mice. Now, owls, go hunt the mice. (laughs) What? In pitch black darkness in the middle of January. Mm -hmm. Um, I have never been more terrified and like sophie and i were like teamed up both of us little mice like trying to find places to hide because of course all the kids that got assigned as owls were like the jocks what the fuck was so horrible we were being systematically hunted down but had to pretend to be mice so oh my god wolfridge was great they did not play that game with us when we went to wolfridge they just like took us out into the cold wilderness and like left us alone with like a matchbox and and like told us to hunt some wood and start a fire. And they were like, "We'll come back in a couple hours to see if you did it." Yeah, they gave us like a compass. They they like part- Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, they partnered us up and then we're like like navigate middle schoolers. <laughs> navigate idiots. And like I hated being at Wolfridge. Uh I just hated middle school in general, I guess. But oh, yeah. I particularly hated it there. And I didn't like any of the food. So I was like hangry all the time. And I had this roommate who wouldn't shut the fuck up at night. So I could never fucking sleep. And they paired me up with her to like oh, no. do orienteering. And I may have punched her in the head. It <laughs> <laughs> was the only time I've ever like genuinely punched anyone with the intent to cause harm was in sixth grade when I was like feral and starving in the woods with the person who was preventing me from sleeping oh man well speaking of being feral uh, let's play D&D DM and I was a mouse and was hunted for sport. Hi, I'm Noelle. I play Fran, who is a wizard. Um, and I repressed Christian camp, I guess, except for being told that my foot falling asleep during a prayer was the was the influence of the devil. So <laughs> good lord. Uh yep. I'm Caitlin. I play Corbin. And at my Christian camp, when we played the death game, we had to carry Skittles across the ground. And if we were caught by the other team, we had to eat them and swallow them like a cyanide pill. Oh, my God. What? Um, Okay. So I play. I'm (laughs) Hannah. And I play Slake. And at some point, I'm really going to just need to have Caitlin break down these experiences for me because I'm really having a lot of trouble processing what I'm hearing. Yeah, I'm reeling. Um, and uh, Ashley, if you're out there, I am genuinely sorry for punching you in the head. <laughs> <laughs> I hope 
Ashley listens to this podcast. I hope she's doing okay. Um, so while you are in your conference with the uh, general and his lieutenants, you're all standing around the t- war table. Uh, Mary is sitting with her chin cupped in her hands, catching her tears, but concentrating on the map in front of you all. Phelan is sitting in the window well, looking out at Torva's army, looking very cool. What are the rest of you doing? I think I would be like pouring over the maps, just full of anxiety. Corvin's probably a crow right now, and he's molting a little bit. So he's plucking his feathers and getting cleaned up for the battle because he wants and to And the leave. feathers are falling on the map. Yeah. And Fran... Fran's like, Corbin, can you just, unless huge giant feathers are going to fall on the battlefield, I need you to stop. He, That's not going to happen because we killed Hugin. He <laughs> flaps up and he flies around and he like shakes some feathers off and they land in your water hair. No! I, um, <laughs> Slake is uh, is picking up Corbin's feathers and uh, uh, gathering them together uh, to use for art later. Um, but Hell also yeah. for organizational purposes. <laughs> and they're also trying to uh, help figure out what to do. All right. So as uh, as this scene unfolds with all of you, there is a sharp knock at the door. And it is opened by the guard outside. Uh, when the door opens, you hear a murmur of noise in the hallway, which after a moment resolves itself into music, played on multiple instruments and echoing through the halls. The queen stands in the doorway and she clears her throat. I know you are all very hard at work, but please, if we are to battle, there is tradition to attend to. I look up and there's like wet feathers like streaming down my face and like I I like have my hands up to like catch Corbin and kill him. (laughs) (laughs) And I slowly like lower them down and I'm like, your majesty. As soon as you lower your hands, Corbin like lands in your hair and does a little bird bath. (laughs) (laughs) The queen nods to you all and then the generals all sort of like give you guys a sidelong look and then they they gather up their things and uh, they follow the queen out I look at Phelan and I'm like do you, do you know what the fuck she's talking about <laughs> Phelan looks over from his contemplation of the arm and he says yeah and he just sort of shrugs and he goes they've got traditions let's see what they are and he uh, he walks backwards as he's saying this and then turns around and walks out Following the generals. Can't fucking stand him. Walking backwards saying stuff. He's gonna trip on something. (laughs) Unreal. So all of you file out into the courtyard of the castle, which has been cleared of debris and the makeshift camps of refugees and people taking shelter. Lanterns have been lit and garlands of evergreen boughs have been woven together and strung around the courtyard. Musicians play a merry tune on pipes and fiddles, and in the center of the courtyard, a group of people participate in a whirling dance, whooping in time with the music as they trade partners, linking elbows, then spinning apart to find a new partner for another few steps, then repeating, moving in and out of circles and lines in intricate, dizzying patterns. Since you've all been here, the city has been a gray and broken place, but not tonight. Everybody has ventured back to their homes to rescue their finest clothes and use the bathhouses to wash and style their hair. Those with long hair have done it up in intricate braided updos woven with colorful cloth. Heavy wool skirts twirl out from the dancers, decorated with bright embroidery depicting spring flowers or forest scenes. Some people's clothes are a bit tarnished. There are ash stains and burn holes in some places, and others you can tell are wearing clothes that do not fit them perhaps belonging to a neighbor or a loved one, or dug out of the rubble for this occasion. Here, in this moment, 
in the light of the lanterns and the golden glow of Mary's shield above you, you see that the beauty in the city of Ilfra was never in its fine buildings, but in the people who live here and who are trying to survive. And uh, the queen, as you catch up to her, she smiles down at you and she says, We may not be a people who know anything about war, but we are a people who mark events in our history with song and with dance. Before any momentous occasion, there is always a party. We may not have much food or drink. And uh, Mary perks up and then she pulls this queen aside and she signs to you guys, go have fun. Enjoy the party. I'll be back in a bit. I I like look down at myself and I'm like, what the fuck? What am I wearing? <laughs> I need to be. I like start digging through the bag of holding, trying to find my fancy clothes. <laughs> um, and I think I will put on the sparkling jumpsuity thing from Danmar. Nice. But I'll I'll go I'll go like hide in a in a room and do that. Oh, you don't just change like right out yeah. here in front of the whole party. No, I don't just like I just don't change in front of all of you in this whole room full of <laughs> people dancing. And Phelan. And I do my I do my hair up in like a similar look to what the ladies got. Corbin going turns on. into a little monkey and pulls out some of his just normal clothes. Um, nice. which fit him as a monkey perfectly <laughs> and look like full-size outfits. <laughs> and he's got a little like tie on his little neck and he's walking around in his monkey clothes. Incredible. Oh, yeah. Do we still have like our clothes from Danmar, I guess? From Madria. Or that's what I meant. Yeah. Sorry. Our... Yeah, for sure. I guess I'll probably want to go in and um, change into one of the outfits we have left over from that. All right. Um, so you all go and get changed. Corbin's uh, look comes out first. Really good. And it's very good. And everybody is like, they got a monkey for this party. <laughs> Everyone loves it. Everyone Corbin, loves it. Corbin um, bathes in the attention and does a bunch of tricks for them. <laughs> uh, please make a performance check. Mm. Well, six. Oh, you know what? You tell me, Kaylin. You tell me. How, okay. how do you bungle this? Um, I try to do like some cool backflips and stuff as a monkey and like walk around on my hands and stuff. But I, I'm anxious uh, from the war. And so my hands are all shaky and I fall <laughs> on my head. Aww. But I do, I do hold the handstand for like a second or two. Everybody still claps, but it's that sort of like... You know, like when a five-year-old does a handstand. Patronizing. Yeah, and they're like, oh, good for you. You did it. Wow, that's so impressive for your limited capabilities. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's great for you. Okay. <laughs> who who makes their entrance next? I guess I can. I want to walk in while well, people are clapping for Corbin, and I walk in being like, ha-ha, stupid monkey. <laughs> <laughs> and what is there to do around here? Is it just like dancing? There's dancing. There's music playing. There's uh, it looks like they're they've broken out like the last of the last couple casks of mead they've uh, unearthed and brought Corbin, here. Corbin goes for that juice as soon as he fails his <laughs> monkey Rand tricks. Calls him to stop to stop a disaster oh from God. happening. <laughs> I guess yeah yeah. Slake will come in after Fran, and uh, I've got uh, Darius out. And uh, on my shoulder because, you know, he's been having to hide a lot lately. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm like, I got him out and I'm showing him around. I'm like, look at the lights, little buddy. It's pretty neat, huh? 
glow glowworm glowworm oh uh i mean i don't think so in this particular case but uh i can see the resemblance good eye eh? and i give him a fire little pat fly fire firefly firefly oh uh, yeah close enough mm, friend what's up mm. bud make friend firefly oh okay I, I i take darius and i hold him up to uh one of the little lands and and darius begins sort of like swaying back and forth and singing <laughs> a little chirping song oh. and then he looks a bit discouraged and uh when you lower him back down darius says firefly stuck up firefly no want friend oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh no. better luck next time and he uh he does a little circle in your hand and then sits down. It fine. Darius has friend. Oh, Darius. You're a good lad. <laughs> Darius. Slake's so just kind of um, you know, looking around, looking kind of uneasy, to be honest. Uh as you're you're standing there looking uneasy, Slake, the musicians end this song and uh, everyone bows and then begins clapping and then more people come into the dance floor and uh one of the dancers passes by you and says, come on, come join the dance. Oh, I guess if that's what people are doing, uh, sure. And uh, this is, she's a, a young woman with wheat blonde hair that's all like braided with lots of fabric flowers. And she hooks your arm and she says, don't worry, the steps are easy to pick up. Just follow along with everyone else. Uh, and uh, why don't you make a performance check, Slake? Oh, God. <laughs> Ooh, that's a solid six. Solid six. (laughs) You are not great at this dance, but it doesn't really seem like it matters that much. Anytime you mess up a step, somebody else is swooping in to rescue you and like grab your arm and swing you around and twirl you off to somebody else. And even if you're stumbling every once in a while or most of the while, everybody is just grabbing you and putting you where you need to be and laughing with you and it doesn't seem like it's a big deal that you're messing up in fact it seems like this is part of the dance is bringing somebody in who doesn't know it (laughs) and teaching them how and showing them what to do and and having a good time with them that's so sweet so at the end of the dance everybody is laughing and clapping and bows and the the woman who pulled you in slake she leans up and gives you a little kiss on the cheek oh she says well, you're good at saving the city, but not so good at dancing. That's all right. Uh, well, I guess one out of two, not bad. No, not bad at all. And she uh, then pats your cheek and her friends take her by the hand and lead her off. And uh, at that moment, there is a uh, a bell that rings from the direction of the uh, of the castle. And the crowd quiets and turns as the queen comes back out. Um, And she says, attention, everybody, attention. Today, I am truly happy to say a miracle has occurred. And then following out behind her is Mary and several other staffs of people carrying heaping trays of food. It is is not the most fancy food. This is all that Mary can produce. The the spell specifically uh, states it is bland but nourishing. But there's... Plenty of it. It's bread and olive oil for dipping and some meats that are cured and some some hard cheese. But it's more than these people have had in days, weeks. And uh, it is laid out 
uh, on a large table and uh, everyone goes for the food. Every, everybody goes for the food. <laughs> <laughs> the dance floor clears out. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, Mary is standing back and looking very pleased with herself. While she cries. While she uh, cries. <laughs> she is still crying. I want to run over to her and, and say, nice one, Mary. She uh, smiles and signs. It's not much, but I was able to do this, at least. No, it's great. Look, look at how happy everybody is. I'm dragging Corbin over as well. Corbin <laughs> has a giant cup of mead, and it's as tall as his whole <laughs> monkey body. Oh, my and God. Say, Mary, I had no idea you knew how to do that. <laughs> Mary shrugs and then signs, well, the benefit to having more power than I can use is I can do more things than I thought I could before. And she uh, wipes away more tears, but then gives a thumbs up. Aww. Corbin offers her his giant cup of meat. It's like half empty. Mary takes it and she looks down at you, Corbin. And she kneels down so she's not at eye level with you. And she signs, Corbin, you have to turn back into a boy. <laughs> <laughs> this much mead will kill your tiny body. Uh, Corbin like chitters and then like one of his legs gives out and he like kind of falls on the ground. Oh. And then he poops back into a boy because his monkey body has died from alcohol poisoning. <laughs> Dark. Uh, Mary, Mary hands Slake the uh, the remainder of the mead. Oh, uh, sure. She looks back at you, Slake, and she signs, dispose of it. <laughs> I, I look around sneakily and I take a little sip. <laughs> ah, yes! Uh, and, uh, Corbin Burgerjurger comes flying down from the uh, where she was roosting on the palace walls, it looks like. And she lands on your head and she squawks, what has he done? <laughs> Wait, does she land on, on Corbin's head? Yes. Oh, he falls over. He can't support yeah. that weight in his current state. <laughs> but she, he, does, she, like, he does so while cheering her name. Corbin had too much juice again. <laughs> again? Who's been letting him have juice? He lets himself have juice. I try to stop it. And, uh, <laughs> She is uh, next to your head now, like, pecking at your hair, Corbin, like, fussing with it. He's laughing joyously. Burger Jurger, why are you back? Ah, I needed to come fetch one of you. Uh, the boy, he's outside. He wanted to talk to somebody. I look at Corbin. Mary also looks at Corbin. Corbin, <laughs> who is drunk, by the way, says, <laughs> Hell Yeah! Let's go talk to that asshole, Burger Jurger. I say, I'll come with. <laughs> uh, Burger Jurger lands on your shoulder, uh, Slake, and she peers down into your pocket where Darius is. Oh, God. <laughs> and like she looks at, at him, at Darius, and then peers over at Corbin and says, why haven't you eaten that yet? Oh, my <laughs> God. Darius Corbin says, I've been trying, I've been trying Burger Jurger. He's a sneaky bastard. <laughs> Darius is my friend and he's not a snack. People can be snacks and friends. <laughs> well, not this friend. Burger Jurger. And I cover up my pocket. I've missed you so much. I'm a snack. <laughs> Burger Jurger says. Burger Jurger, you're the best snack in the world. Uh, all right. So you guys head out to uh, the city wall and slip through the gate to uh to go see Alden who is hovering by the uh edge of the forest and he's looks a little bit wistful as he's looking at the city and listening to the music coming from there 
Hey, Alden. <laughs> What's up, bastard? Corbin. Uh, what? No, it's, uh, I just, I know I left kind of suddenly before, and I wanted to, um, let you know I've, I've talked to the boars, and he, uh, puts a hand on Haria, who's standing next to him, his boar companion, and, uh, she, she snuffles around under his hand and sort of nudges him very, very gently, <clears throat> and just, uh, wanted to say, uh, thanks, for coming to get me and, and all that. And sorry. I'm, you know, like this. <laughs> like what a damsel? Dude, I get I get trapped like so often. I'm always falling into grates and like getting caught by the police. <laughs> That's just how it is. Don't I'm worry. I'm sorry we made you wait so long, Alden. I didn't really think you'd come. It's nothing against you, it's just, uh, I got a long history of being abandoned. So, you know, trust issues. I'm working on them. <laughs> Haria says I should go see a therapist, but the only therapists we know are bores, and they don't, they I don't get have it. great advice. Oh my god, I get it. I tried to go to crow therapy, and like, I love those bastards, but they were just like, eat some bugs. And I ate so many bugs, and it didn't help. Burger Jerger flaps her wings and s says, hey, <laughs> eating bugs is usually the answer. Not for me, Burger Jerger. Yeah, the, the boars are similar. And wallowing in mud does make me feel good, but not psychologically. <laughs> so true. A any anyway, the, the boars are, um, they're ready to protect the city once the fighting starts, and uh, they've We've uh, got some guests in the clearing. Um, some some clans of orcs. Oh wow! Hell yeah! Yeah, they're uh they're a bit a bit rowdy, but uh they're uh good yeah, fighters. Those are my dudes. Thank you, Alden. It's really good to see you. We're glad you're okay. Yeah, he, uh, he holds up a hand showing his uh, his missing finger. I mean, you know, relatively okay. Yeah, you know, if all this is. All that I lost from my uh, whole ordeal, it's not all bad. Yeah, relatively okay, I guess. You're, uh, you're good people. I'm sorry I didn't trust you before. Oh. Yeah, whatever. You're, you're good people, Alden. Oh, man. Alden puts his hands on his, his hips and then crosses his arms and then drops his arms and he looks away. <laughs> oh my god. Can I try? Can I Can I open the uh, opening my arms to receive a hug? The hug is available. <laughs> I'm going to give him the option of receiving the hug if he wishes to obtain the hug. Alden looks, he, he starts to sort of shake his head and then Haria gives a big snort and shoves him forward into your arms like... Oh, I'm giving him a hug. I pat his back. Corbin pointedly stands with his arms crossed next to you. Burger Jerker comes down from uh, Slake's shoulder and just, like, dive bombs into the small of your back, Corbin, <laughs> and shoves you forward. <laughs> oh, Corbin, you changed your mind! I didn't change my mind! I hate this, <laughs> Alden says from the hug. Okay, we can stop. Haria snuffles around and uh, you hear her mutter. He doesn't hate it. He's just... He's just a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> He's been having a rough time. It's fine. Corbin laughs and points at Haria. Anyway, I'll let you... Uh, it sounds like it's a fun party in there, so I'll, uh, I'll let you get back. I just uh, wanted to make sure uh, everything was... 
ready and uh, we're we're ready and you're ready and every everything's ready we're all ready it's it, it's ready and then he looks away again <laughs> yeah ready 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 to go back to the party <laughs> well thank you again alden yeah thanks thank you and uh i'll see you i'll see you out there okay stay stay alive you also do that if I die, I'll die beautiful. I'll see you on the other side. And he uh, gets onto Haria's back. And she turns around, but she gives one last look back at you guys and then nods and says, thank you for everything. And then the two of them disappear back into the woods. So meanwhile, in the party. Yes. In the party time. Fran... Where are you? Where are you posted up in the party? I mean, I get some food, right? But then I, I think I would maybe like hang out around Mary. I got my mm-hmm. eyes peeled for what's her name, um, Olivia or, or what, mm. whatever her name was. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah. You see Olivia? She is with uh, General Vespria, just sort mm. of attending to him. Oh, and uh, while you're, you know, staring wistfully after Olivia, mm-hmm. uh, there is uh, you feel a tap on your elbow. And when you turn, Phelan has appeared behind you. Ah! <laughs> and he uh, he takes a step back to avoid uh, food from your plate spilling onto him. Oh, hello. I was just, I take like several steps back. <laughs> uh, sorry, I didn't, I guess I sort of forget that um, I don't make any noise when I teleport. You don't even make any noise when you walk. Well, I, I, yeah, I guess. Um, you, um, <clears throat> You look, you look nice. Well, you look, you know, same as usual. Yeah, they um, which is not not bad. I I don't I don't have any other clothes. Cool. Uh, um, how's the food? You want some? <laughs> not no, not really. <laughs> I just. I know you don't want some weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> and he uh, he laughs and he says, "I sorry, I don't, I don't think I really know how to have a normal conversation with you or with anybody for that matter." I do. <laughs> Clearly, your your sparkling conversation skills. Are All right, I don't need to hear your attitude. All right, on display. Okay, I get enough of this every day. Okay. I travel with these assholes, and I'm just because I get confused sometimes doesn't mean. <laughs> and uh, Fran, when you look for Mary, Mary is gone. Mary has just disappeared herself from the situation. Mary! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure she's around somewhere. I mean, speaking of shields, still up. So she's a asshole. Still, still in the city. Hasn't been kidnapped. Yeah, that's what I was worried about. Uh, Fran. Fran turns and looks at Olivia one more time and then shakes a deep breath and looks at Phelan and sighs and says, okay, um, look, Phelan, can we talk? I thought that's what we were doing. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Can we, like, go outside and, like, talk, I guess? Yeah, uh, yeah, um... He he motions for you to lead the way. Okay, I do. I don't know where I'm leading him to, though. Maybe he like lead him out into the... There's like a little garden outside the courtyard. 
Sure, sure. So Fran folds her arms and kind of faces kind of part part way away from Phelan and stares into the bushes <laughs> with her eyes kind of roaming wildly. And she says, um, look, Phelan, I, I know Corbin and Mary, and it's like all of them say a lot of shit, but I don't want you to misunderstand anything. Um, I just... Look, I, maybe I'm totally off about this, and, and you can tell me if I am, but I feel like there's, like, a, a vibe. I feel like I'm, like, I feel like I'm, like, feeling vibes, you know what I mean? Um, and I, I just, I just don't want you to be confused, and I don't see you that way. Phelan nods. And he looks a little bit pained. But uh, he sits down on a stone bench in this little garden. He says, It's probably for the best anyway. Like I said, I don't really know how to be a, a normal person. And, I mean, uh, it's not that. It's not that. It's not, it's not, it's not that. It's not you. It's, I mean, it's... it's um. Here's the thing. I know what it's like to be in love. <laughs> it actually happens to me fairly often. Like... I, 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 I see somebody, right? And I just, like, think they're, like, so hot. And then I, you know, get all happy and forget about everything. And it's, like, woo! And it's, like, a really stupid. And, you know, I try to be what they like. And, 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 and I don't know, I guess eventually I usually forget about it. <laughs> this one guy that I was, like, really in love with, he, like, fell off an island. And I didn't really care if he lived or died. Um, and I just don't feel that way about you, and we're just both gonna have to deal with that. He, uh, he looks at you and tilts his head, and he says, You know, I've never been in love. Ever. I mean, I don't really know that many people. Not really. I think you... <laughs> You guys are probably the only people who I've uh, met on more than one occasion who know who I am that I'm not related to or actively want to kill me. And I mean, even then, you guys are hit and miss on the actively wanting to kill me. <laughs> oh, it's not It's not active. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, there have been moments. Well. <laughs> it's fine. I get it. That's just part of being me, I guess. I got dealt a bad hand. And he uh, looks down at his hand with the new tattoos that wrap around his wrist. And he shrugs. And then leans forward with his elbows on his knees and he says, But Fran, I just... Even if you don't feel the same way about me, I care about you. Okay? And... <sighs> He takes a deep breath and he stands up and a knife appears in his hand and he spins it around. So he's holding the blade and holding the hilt out to you. And he steps very close to you so that the knife is pressed into his stomach and pressing against your torso. He says, Fran, if I ever betray you, use this. Okay. 
I never want to hurt you. And I take the knife and I stare at him with wide eyes. And he's very close. And I say, this is platonic in between friends. And I kiss him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. (laughs) And uh, he kisses you back. And it is long and deep and passionate. And spicy. (laughs) Very spicy. (laughs) And uh, when he finally pulls away, he says, very platonic, just between friends. Just between two friends who are involved in a professional way. (laughs) Totally professional. And in the spirit of absolute professionalism, uh, would you like to dance? Okay. I hope you're enjoying the episode. It's a spicy one, boys. Um, Hello, it's me, Noelle, from the podcast. I want to wish you all some well wishes. I wish that you're doing well. And I believe the next episode is the last episode of this arc. It might get divided into two, or it might be like a two-hour-long episode. We'll see. I'm not sure. I don't know. Anyway, we'll see. We'll see. It it might depend on how much I can get done before then, but I'm going to try my hardest. (laughs) Uh, After that, the the soundtrack will come out and we'll probably do, you know, our little recap and possibly a a special episode or a QA. and a We'll see where the wind takes us and then it will be arc six. (laughs) Arc six. Buckle everything that needs buckling. Strap in. It's about to get real. (sighs) And you know what else is real? The love that we have for our patrons on Patreon. (laughs) Um, I would love to thank our new and increasing patrons since last episode. And that, of course, goes out to Seth, Garrett, Kit, Emily, Sam, David, Callum, Toombs, Benoit, Jen, Brianna, Nohalani, Miranda, Robert, Iris, Toshiro, Katano. Stumble over this name. <laughs> I didn't. Alex, Leah, Shan. This pen was mighty indeed. Merciless Mercy, Jesse, Dashing Dawson's Creek. Uh, that's a really good one. Teal Fox, Alexander, Sky, Jules, and Abby. Thank you guys so, 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 so much. Um, we are forever indebted to you. And in the afterlife, you will be able to feast on our souls. So that's the um, that's the contract we signed. And that's the way that it's going to go down. Um, I'm not looking forward to it. But who is? Probably you. You sickos. All right. I also want to thank our Apple Podcast reviewers. And that one goes out to Joyfully Adorable, His Sexy Lily, Tiny Mammal, Iconocat, Emmy Dreams, Iris Towers, LL Cool 63, and that's it. Thank you so much. Um, Again, as we always say, it really just helps us a lot that you guys 
um, review. And you know what? If you don't have Apple Podcasts or you're otherwise disinclined to rate or review, another thing that really, really helps us is when you tell your friends about the show and try to spread the good dames news. Um, Word of mouth is, of course, the best advertising. And, you know, if you're passionate about the podcast, we would love for other people you know to also be passionate about it. Is a D&D actual play something that might be embarrassing for you to share? Maybe so, but do it anyway. <laughs> and speaking of spreading the word about podcasts, make sure you check out Venture Maidens on DSPN. Gather round, travelers, to hear our tale. Venture Maidens is an actual play 5th edition podcast made by four longtime friends and lifetime gamers. We take our role-playing as seriously as we keep our bulges tasteful. So if you're looking for an epic high fantasy tale spun by a killer cast, give us a shot. We publish new episodes every other week and live stream our game recordings on Twitch. Now get on out there and download Venture Maidens wherever podcasts are free. Hope to see you in the community. And don't forget to venture away. Dames and Dragons is brought to us today by Elderwood Academy. Elderwood Academy are artisans who craft amazing gaming products, including dice towers, dice trays, dice boxes, deck boxes, dice, and more. All products are crafted to look like spellbooks, scroll cases, codexes, and other fantasy gear we love. Honestly, it's just a good time to treat yourself. Um, and if nerdy things make you happy, then perhaps you'd be interested in the police box spellbook. Is there a Doctor Who RPG? Because there really should be. And you will need this police box spellbook in order to play it, I'm sure. I'm assuming it has spells somehow, all right? Uh, it bears striking resemblance to a TARDIS, and it's, like, super cute. Just like basically all their products are high-quality and really beautiful, like something to invest in and put on display, not only to play with. Um, and you can find that and many more products at elderwoodacademy.com slash don't split. Last of all, a message to Chantel. Chantel, my only interaction with you recently has been hearing you scream in the background of a call with Caitlin, and I respect that so deeply. Chantel, the code word is art on Jupiter, and the sleeper agent is active. Go. All right. Well, Phelan takes you back into the party, and the two of you dance. It's another one of those whirling, whooping dances, but there's a lot of times where you pass back to your partner, and you're standing very close, matching his steps, and he's smiling. And it's very rare to see, but he looks happy. Hey, you're smiling like a loon, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Get uh, and he leans down and whispers in your ear, I'm smiling because of you. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so, uh, Corbin and Slake, you uh, as you come back in... Mary, like, grabs both of you and, like, bodily removes you from interfering with uh, the dance floor. Like, she just heads it off at the pass. She's not worried about Slake. Corbin's like, oh, Mary, why do you use your god mod strength on me? That hurt. My whole body's broken. Mary signs, listen, 
something very good is happening and we cannot look at it or interfere <laughs> with it because then it will probably end. What are you talking about? If Fran about? catches wind of any of us looking at her, she will probably die on the spot. Wait. <laughs> Did you say Fran? What? What? Is she like making out with, with Phelan on the dance floor right now? What? Let me out. Mary, let me out. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> desperately trying to look. <laughs> Uh, Mary like physically grabs your face <laughs> like stares you de- desperately in the eyes I turn into a bird and I start flapping wildly but you're like a wild hunter who's like clasped my tiny bird head in your hand Mary looks at you like and like gestures all holding Corbin like trying to pass him off oh, to you uh, oh, okay I, I, I guess and I take the Corbin and she signs don't let him mess this up uh, okay. Corbin is flailing wildly in your hands and screaming. I'm sorry, Corbin. I'm just, I'm trying to <laughs> follow Mary's advice. That's all. <laughs> She's very wise. <laughs> and Fran doesn't. Fran doesn't even hear the desperate kind. <laughs> just in her own world. All right. So the, a little more time passes in the party. I assume at some point uh, Corbin is released into the wild. Um, <laughs> Fran wants to dance with Corbin as a crow, just like holding on his wings while he dangles. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Corbin's here for that. Fran also Do- wants to dance with Slake and Mary. Yes, I definitely uh. want to dance with the, the crew, the gang. The gang. Why don't, uh, let's all, let's all make a performance check. All right, let's do it. Oh, Ooh. Fran's a bad dancer, you guys. Nice. <laughs> Not that that's any surprise, but mm. I got a 12. That's okay. I got 11. Um, I got a six. <laughs> All right. None of you are like that good. Mary mm. seems to have picked up the steps best, but even she's stumbling. But it doesn't matter. The, what matters is the laughter and the smiles and Corbin turning into a crow on the dance floor. And Slake lifting Mary up. And putting her back down so gently. Cat. Yeah. How good at dancing is Phelan so I can know how much I need to hate him? Well, Phelan at first does not join in on your dancing. He's standing off to the side. Well, a we're bit. all we're gonna gesture wildly of at course. him. Of yeah. course. All of us at once are like, get over yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> Corbin flies over and lands on Phelan's head and like screws up his hair, but then like grabs his little hair and flies him. Tries to fly him over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's going, ouch, ouch, Corbin, stop. I'm, I'm here. I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> and then he like teleports out of your grasp <laughs> and uh, lands at Fran's side. <laughs> Just like, it's literally like three feet of movement. And he, he points at you, Corbin. He says, do not make me take you into the void. <laughs> Corbin, Corbin flies over and lands on his head again and like dances on top of it as a little bird. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, very good. Everybody has a great time dancing and laughing and drinking. And it's like there's a, a moment where you, you take a break. You leave everybody else on the dance floor. And uh, as you're sitting off to the side, you see a, something Digging up out of the dirt. A little creature, a little something. What? Okay. I'm definitely investigating that. And uh, it's an iridescent beetle. What? And it looks up at you and says, Hello, little one. It's been some time. It's Yoon, your <gasps> god. Oh. Yoon, how'd you get so small? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Yoon scuttles up to uh, sit next to you on the bench. I can be any shape that I wish. Any size that I wish. It's one of the perks. Oh my gosh, is it's amazing! Well, it's an honor to see you, sir! How you doing? Well, I'm quite well. I wanted to check in on you. The ca Red Cavern Orcs have gone to war. They are marching with the boards. I'm very proud to see of everything that you've accomplished since we sent you out into the world. Oh, oh, jeez. Uh, thanks, Yoan. Uh, it, you know, um, I mean, I've had a lot of help from my friends and stuff. Yes, yes, they've turned out to be reliable allies. I can see why my mother has gambled on them. Ah, it is good to see laughter and parties happening. Things will be quite bad soon. I don't say that to be a buzzkill, but only to warn you. Uh, well, I mean, I know we're kind of, you know, doing the whole having a war thing, so I figured it wouldn't be super great. But, uh, you didn't mean anything else particularly by that, did you? Only that things will change tomorrow. Everything will change. No matter who wins, things will be different. But you are of the Red Cavern Orcs. You are of a people who are capricious and self-sufficient and reliable. And I expect you to conduct yourself as such, no matter what happens. Uh, also, Namavi says hello. Oh my gosh! Is she, is she like here then? She will meet you on the battlefield. Oh, wow. Oh, say hi to her, too. I mean, I guess I'll say hi to her when I see her, but but say hi if you see her before me, okay? <laughs> yes, yes, I, I shall. I shall. And, uh, has she come up with a name for herself yet? He he sort of gestures towards where Mary is on the dance floor. Oh, uh, you mean Mary? Uh, well, um, I, I don't know quite yet uh, what what the plan is, but we've been working on it. Uh, we're, we're workshopping it. Of course, of course. It is uh, not wise to go into battle unprepared, but I, it is a large decision. Momentous. It must be considered. I wish to offer you one warning. Before I go, I have more business to attend to. More of the other small gods like me who I wish to try to rally to this cause. But before I do, be careful, hmm? Things are brewing that are larger than the battle here, and there will be more battles ahead. Be sure that the choices you make are thought through, and look toward the future. It is not just this victory that we need, but all the ones that must come after it. Understood? Uh, yeah, of course, sir! You can count on me. There's a good child. Now, I must be going. And he hops up in his little beetle body and <laughs> shakes his little beetle wings. Oh. Farewell and good fortune. And then he dives back into his little burrow hole. Oh, he's so majestic. <laughs> and uh, Mary, the dance has ended and Mary comes over to you. It's like in signs. Are you just talking to all the bugs now? Oh, well, I mean, uh, when I get the opportunity, sure, but uh, this time, it, well, it was Yoan, actually, my my god, you know. He came to say hi and uh, warn me about stuff. 
And uh, also earlier when I was dancing, uh, a girl like kissed me on the cheek and that's never happened before. Are we married now? <laughs> uh, Mary smiles at that last bit, but she looks a bit worried. She signs, I didn't sense him come in through my shield. Did, how did he get in here? Oh, um, yeah, that. Uh, he came in really small. He looked just like a normal beetle. Um, I mean, really shiny and beautiful. And I mean, well, then again, I mean, all beetles are pretty great. But uh, <laughs> no, he, he was really small. He burrowed in. But yeah, I, I guess I didn't even think of that. How did he get in? <laughs> Mary crosses her arms for a moment and signs. I guess maybe this isn't a perfect sphere. I don't know. Uh, look out for the others for me. I'll, I'll be right back. Oh, um, okay, don't do anything dangerous. <laughs> she gives you two thumbs up as she walks away. I go over to the others, I guess, uh, to ask them if uh, if I'm married now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, it's like you're married. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I'm ready for this kind of commitment. You're immediately married. Oh my God, I haven't uh, even bought a ring. <laughs> Phelan looks at you, Slake, and he puts a hand on your shoulder and he says, Slake, this is a really big commitment. <laughs> I can't believe you just let a random girl kiss your cheek. Uh, it wasn't on purpose. You're going to have to support her happen. family now. She's she's going to move in with you. I joyfully, like, I'm punching Phelan in the in the, the abs. <laughs> I don't even have, like, a house. Like, how is this going to work? Is she going to have to come with us? I mean, it could be dangerous. Oh, I should have thought this through. <laughs> Do you even know her name? <laughs> oh, my God, I don't. You better go find it out, Slake. Oh, my God. <laughs> I run off to eat some cheese and freak out. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get the cheese. So, uh, Corbin, once you have had your fill of dancing, and uh, I mean, can Corbin ever get his fill of dancing? No. <laughs> Not when there's unlimited juice. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it's when you uh, you go for a juice break. Oh, and Burger Jurger immediately, like, lands on your arm, like, as you try and go for another <laughs> mug of, of mead. She, like, lands on your arm, and, oh, she goes, oh, no, you dropped it. Too bad you can never get it again. There's no Burger, possible way. Burger Jurger, I know what you've done, and I love you so dearly, so I will forgive you, but in this moment, my rage is boundless. <laughs> she... Preens. <laughs> Corbin. Yes? He hops up onto your shoulder and nuzzles you. I missed you. Burger Trigger. I missed you too. These idiots don't understand anything about the world. They're all so dumb. <laughs> I know. I know, Corbin. <laughs> and she, she nuzzles you. <sighs> the void was so cold and so scary. I like being in the world better. It's fucked up in the void. I was there once. You were in the void? Yeah. Uh, I, we sort of- And she starts, she starts checking you, like looking around (laughs) you, like, are you okay? Did any part of you die? No, I'm fine. I'm 100% alive. I just like, you know, tried to steal something from Dashing Dawson's bag and then um, his brother pulled me And then she begins flapping her wings very hard. (laughs) <laughs> screaming, Corbin, how could you? Oh, you were supposed oh. to stay safe. I wasn't there to protect you. It's all my it's fault. What? Oh my God, Burger Jr., your claws are so big and sharp. My whole arm has been pierced. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I'm incredibly resourceful. I've fallen into like six grates. I got captured just no! the other day and I escaped no! by setting a fire and passing out. I'm incredibly <laughs> no! good at staying alive. And uh, Burger Jr. hops down to the ground. And she has little crow tears in her little crow eyes. No. She says, I failed. I failed as your guardian. Burger Jurger, you didn't. 
Burger, burger, burger. Corbin like wipes her little bird tears away. I was stuck in the void <laughs> and I couldn't rescue you. If there's one thing that I have learned being alive in a, a world that sucks, it's that you don't have control over anything. You basically don't even have free will. You're just like a slave to your experiences. Um, and so you can't blame yourself for anything that happens because you just did your best in the moment. <laughs> It's totally fine. <laughs> and she looks up at you, ruffles her feathers. When did you get so wise? You grew up without me. And she flops <laughs> over very dramatically. <laughs> I, 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 I abandoned my boy. <laughs> Corbin like lays down and like holds her limp body in his arms. And they're both like lying down on the cold marble floor of the dance hall. <laughs> he's like, Burger Trigger, I'll always be a small, stupid child. I promise. Oh, you're going to grow up and be a big, stupid man. <laughs> Burger Trigger, don't even worry. I've still got like two, three, maybe even four months until I'm legally 18 and an adult, and my whole entire brain <laughs> cognition will change instantly. So don't even worry about it. Oh, gone are the sunny summer days. With my little boy. <laughs> burger Jr. Hey, Burger Jr. Playing Jigger. in the forest streams. Hey, you want some crow tea? <gasps> yes. Okay, let's go into the garden. I'll make some crow tea for us, okay? It's gonna Thank be alright. Corbin. You're so good to your mother. <laughs> I love you, Mom. Yeah, and she she preens at your hair, hair a little bit. Yeah. Starts picking some of the twigs and, and leaves out mm -hmm. of your hair. And he grabs, we go out into the garden and Corbin like digs a hole and like scoops <laughs> some of the fountain, I'm assuming there's fountains, fountain water mm -hmm. into the hole and then like puts some dirt in there and then casts produce flame to heat it up. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's ready. The burger jerker <laughs> drinks it and she loves it. Yeah, she she's does. She's the first person in yeah, almost a year. Does. Who's not even a person, but is a crow. She loves it. Who appreciates your crow tea. Finally, finally. Oh, Burger Jerger. <laughs> I miss you so much. Nobody gets me. Corbin also takes <laughs> a drink of the crow tea and he's like, oh, so good. Tastes just like dirt and twigs. <laughs> it's got a real good twiggy taste to it. Yeah, we got a lot of twigs in this one. This really came out good. And the party is starting to wind down. The night is getting long and people are are starting to file out of the party and uh it's been a while since you last saw mary slake oh oh no okay okay um okay i'm gonna find the others then and gather them up and be like hey guys uh -huh. so uh mary mary said she was gonna go do something and uh you know, I thought she'd be kind of like back in like a minute or whatever, but she's not back. And so I was thinking I should tell you about it so that we could find where she is and make sure she's, you know, good and she's fine. Oh everything's God, okay. This is why we should never leave Mary alone. I knew this was a mistake. I knew you it was just a let her wander off. What the oh, fuck? She's gotten so independent. <laughs> Phelan uh, looks between the three of you and says, It's been like an hour. She could be dead, Phelan. She always checks in with us. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to step away from this whole situation. I feel like this is something that this doesn't involve. I'm going to, as he just teleports away. God 
damn it. Rayla, get back here, you bastard. <laughs> He's gone. You don't know where. God damn it. Which way did she go? Which way did she go? Oh, oh God. Uh, do I remember which way she went? Make a perception check, All right. everybody. Everybody? I got 13. Yeah, I only got eight, so. 15. 15. All right. Uh, as as Fran and Slake spin around in circles. We have uh, arguably worse anxiety than Corbin, so I guess it makes <laughs> yeah, sense. It does. <laughs> uh, Corbin, you see, uh, you, you spot her. Uh, she is up on the city wall, and you just see her silhouetted in the golden light of her shield. Uh, Corbin oh. yells, I found her! And then he turns into a bird immediately and flies up to the wall. <laughs> ah! I, I run below where yeah. Corbin is flying. <laughs> I'm going to come over and climb up the wall. You climb the wall? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I climb like, things. Like, grabbing with their bare hands. The wall crumbling. I love to climb. Incredible. <laughs> it's really weird. You guys know how to get up to the city walls at this point. You've been up there a couple of times now, but you can't find your way there. It's just like you just keep taking wrong turns. Even like when you're scaling the wall. It's like you end up in a different part of the wall than where you started it. In fact, all three of you end up in the same spot at the end of this section of wall where Mary is standing. But you just can't. Every time you try and turn towards her, you end up facing a different direction. What the hell is going on? This is like a bad dream. Mary! Uh, Mary does not hear, seem to hear you. She's standing alone looking down at Torva's camp and clutching a handkerchief in her hand. It's stained gold with her tears. And then there's the sound of knocking. And she looks up and around and then at the barrier in front of her. And very tentatively, she reaches forward and the shield parts just enough for a ribbon of blue to snake inside and land next to her. Farah materializes on the wall next to her, her form twisting into shape with a flourish of her deep blue cloak. She stands, looking down at the dark field, which will very soon be covered in dead. And Mary hesitates, and then tugs on Farah's sleeve to get her attention. And Farah says, I do not need to look at you to understand you. You are more powerful than that. I wanted to come and thank you. For taking up this banner and leading the world to confront Torva's machinations. It is always the way of the world, that the young are the ones who will fight great evil. Oh, I wish it were not so. And Mary looks out at the field, too. I didn't, she signs. I was so scared. Last time we faced him, my guardians were angry and so brave and... I was so frightened. I was so scared of what he would do to me, and I... I ran. Farah nods. I remember. But I also understand. Torva is your father, and while you may not have understood it then, it means he has great power over you. He has the power to name you, to chain you to whatever task he wishes of you. In truth, you were probably wise to run. Even with my power, I was not able to save my temple. Or myself. And Mary sighs, and then she sighs, Then why aren't we running this time? And Farah turns, and she reaches down, and very, very gently, she undoes the clasp of Mary's cloak. The garment falls to the ground, and Farah nods. Because there is no more running. 
and no more hiding. And you are all so much more powerful than you were then. If Ilfra falls, he will bring its people under his sway, and his power will be greater than what we can turn back. The army in front of you was brought from Berun and Vola, and the cities there that fell to his power. You set him back, thwarting his plans to take Madria and Danmar, but only the forces are omnipotent. You could not stop him from amassing power elsewhere. If he gets even one foothold on Roke, the combined power of the remaining gods will not be enough to stop him, or those who he has convinced to fight for him. And Mary shakes her head. Why are any of them even siding with him? If all the gods banded together, we could stop him, right? Fara shrugs. We've tried. More than once. We sunk him to the bottom of the sea, but he resurfaced. We've encased him in stone, burned him. Once you've failed to kill someone so many times, it makes it hard to keep trying. And each time, fewer of us have wanted to stand against him. And there are those who agree with him who wish to overthrow our parents and our masters. I can understand it, even if I do not agree. It is easier for me to serve Eol. My purpose is straightforward, direct, and it keeps me busy. There are always more dead, more lost souls in need of guidance. Others are tired of serving, of living. They've forgotten what it's like to be mortal. They have forgotten the weight of mortal lives. We are all turned monstrous by time and power. For them, it's like racing snails. Who cares if the snails are crushed underfoot when the game is done? The life of a snail is short, too insignificant. What does it matter if they live one day less when a sparrow will gobble them up tomorrow? They don't think of the ones who survive, the ones they leave alive to suffer in the wreckage, and why would they? Have you ever thought of the children of a spider you've crushed after she came too close in the night? Mary smiles and she signs, Slake has. And Vara smiles too. They are one of Vionis, of course they have. And she looks out over Torva's camp again and then says, Always remember, it is not the dead who suffer, it is the ones who must go on without him. When the fighting starts, remember the ones you are not killing. They are the ones who suffer most. Decide if they deserve that suffering. And Mary shakes her head again and signs, Why do I get to decide that? I'm just a kid. Farah puts a hand on her shoulder. You are a god, like all of us. It is a thing that was thrust upon you without your asking for it, but it means you have the power to choose. So choose wisely. And then she tilts her head and says, I had another reason to come here tonight. To offer you guidance, as is my wont, if you will have it. Mary nods, and then the sound loses its way to you. It gets lost. Farah's voice trails off, and Mary's face is complacent and grave, and she signs back, No, no one's ever explained it. 
Farah speaks, but the wind swallows her voice, sweeps it elsewhere besides your ears. Then she nods once, and she is gone through the barrier. And you are released from her power and are able to run towards your your go- your girl. You're able to run towards Mary again. Mary, 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 are you okay? Uh, Mary looks towards the, the three of you and seems to be shocked that you are here. She looks around and signs, how long have you been standing there? Hours. Like the whole time, like the entire time. Hours. I mean, not hours. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> oh, um, I'm, I'm fine. I just... Uh, she, uh, she shakes her head and wipes tears from her eyes. It's fine. It was a, it was a good talk. What did she say? Mary shrugs and, uh, wipes away more tears. She just reminded me of something I hadn't thought of in a while. That's all. And, uh, I wanted to thank all of you. You've all done so much for me. And I... Um... She she wipes at her face. And she signs, I'm sorry, these are real tears. These aren't just the oh. tears that are naturally coming. Mary. Oh, Mary, I hug her. Yeah, I yeah. also hug her. I just love you guys so much. And I... Um... <clears throat> I promise that whatever happens, I'm not going to run this time, okay? I'm gonna fight with you. If you want to. I do. Farah was right. There's no running anymore. I pull back and I just hold her hand. She uh, signs with her free hand. I I think I know what I'm going to name myself, but I'm I'm going to wait. Okay? I I want I know it's probably not smart, but I want I want to be me until I can't be me anymore. Fran starts crying too. Yeah. Yeah. And she says, I want you to be you as long as you can too. Cool. Well, um, it looks like the party is wrapping up, but I I think they'll play one more dance for us. If they don't, I'll kill them in cold blood. Let's go! <laughs> yeah! But before you even get to the stairwell to descend from the wall, there's a boom that echoes through the ground and there's a shaking under your feet. A moment later, Phelan appears out of the air, a black inky line dissolving into a tense and wide-eyed young man. But he's not looking at any of you. He's looking out over the wall towards the lake. In the distance, there's another echoing boom, and then a peal of laughter that carries further than it should. Phelan points out to Band Lake, and you see a golden figure walking over the water. Uh, Vespria comes running up behind you and peers out with a spyglass, which she then hands down the line so everybody can take a look. And you see that it's Torva. And he's carrying a net made out of chain with him. His hands are covered in thick black leather gloves, and he walks to the ice pillar in the center of the lake, grips it with both hands, and rips it free. (gasps) The boats on the lake rock violently. The platforms which held the prisons for Rove capsize. 
the pillar crumbles in his hand and for just a moment you see the form of a man materialize so briefly and then break apart again with a boom in this brief moment Torva acts quicker and he throws his net and just as this man breaks apart he reforms inside the net and Torva pulls it closed and you can see this man more clearly he is gray skinned with white hair and eyes. He opens his mouth to say something or to scream, but his voice does not carry. Torva drags him to shore, and as he does, the army parts behind him to allow a wagon carrying a pile of bones to come through. <gasps> and Phelan looks at Mary, and he starts to say, Mary, you have to... But it's too late. It was too late when this all started. Torva reaches into the air and his obsidian hammer materializes. He does not pause to gloat. He simply brings the hammer down on Bruva's head. The god's body goes limp and Torva reaches his hand into Bruva's chest, ripping apart his rib cage to expose the bloody mess of his heart. He then tosses the body into the bones and you see white writing that was painted on the bottom of the wagon light up blinding, obscuring the scene before you. There is another peal of laughter and the light subsides. Where once there was a stack of bones, there are now blue scales and leathery wings. And the next laugh is drowned out by the roar of a blue dragon. I run off to eat some cheese and freak out. <laughs> oh, he has no. to get the cheese. That's a, that's a mood. That's relatable. I Me too. You guys. <laughs> you guys. Hmm. Everyone froze and I heard a terrible noise for like five seconds. And then all I heard was Noel being like, gots to get the cheese. <laughs> and it was very upsetting. <laughs> that's the new ad for cheese. That's all you need to know. The new ad for cheese is just like five minutes of incomprehensible shrieking followed by gats to get the cheese. Gats to get the cheese. <laughs> what kind of animal could be the cheese mascot? An edgy Yuck. new cheese mascot. <laughs> mm. He's got to be cool. Water um, buffalo. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's pretty good. Or like a shark. I don't know, like a shark. shark. Oh, a shark. Creature with like that does sunglasses. not produce milk of any kind. Yeah. Or like a shark ants. with like udders. <laughs> Because actually, I think there could be a very good cheese advertising campaign with a shark because sharks don't have cheese in the water, so it's coming up into the grocery stores in disguise to try and get cheese. Mm-hmm. Nice, oh. gotta get that cheese. That's oh, I would love that shark. If they did that, you guys know I would start like a weird side blog where I was horny about that cheese shark. Oh, yeah. Like, Absolutely. what is it? I like are 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 other people like this? Like. <laughs> <laughs>